0: Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians Cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by waitingfornextyear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at DairySpeaks and Todd at TDGuardiansKU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians Cast is on the air.
1: Lose two, win four, lose three, win three. Lose three. That is the Cleveland Guardians story right now. Welcome into the podcast and the show, everybody. It is the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast brought to you by the Evergreen Podcast Network and WaitingForNextYear.com. Breaking Tea t-shirts. We love them. We appreciate their sponsorship at BreakingT.com slash dairy and also the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Ben Hornstein. Matt and Todd with you. A uh, brutal weekend in the Bronx. A lot went on. Including Saturday, where all the fans got mad at the Yankee fans. I have a different spin on it. We'll get Todd's on it in a second, and then I, I, I don't. I don't really know where to start. I mean, what, what a streaky group—seven and eight out of the gate, yet they're only half game Todd out of first place.
0: It's interesting because just when you think, "All right, they're hot," they turn the corner, and then they go to New York and they lose all three. <laughs> but I will say this. And I'm sure that the biggest topic that everyone's going to want to hear about from us is the fans throwing stuff on the field and on Saturday afternoon in, in that, uh, I don't want to say epic game, but it was a great game. It turned out uh, on the unfortunate side. But uh, my biggest takeaway from that whole situation was that I really loved the togetherness of this group and I really felt good about it even though they lost Saturday but then they came out Sunday and laid that egg against Garrett Cole but we got lots of things we can discuss Uh, I know that um, I sent you a list briefly you know between that and Josh Taylor's hot start uh, talking about uh, are you worried at all about Aaron Savali? We're talking about some of these bullpen rolls I, I think we should still jump in with uh, what happened Saturday and, and I want to hear your take because it sounds to you like you I mean I listen I know we've texted about it but we haven't spoken <laughs> about it in long form well, I mean here's tell th- me what your thoughts are
1: my my thoughts are my thoughts are we lost I'm so tired of the Cleveland fans going these Yankee fans are such scumbags what has changed? Do you not pay attention to society? Like, I'm sorry to say this, and I'm going to. This is Trump's America. This has been going on for five or six years in this country. The, how people speak to each other, act. There's no consequences. Did, did anybody get arrested? Are, 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 are every, single, every single person that threw something... They should never be allowed in that ballpark again. Have have we been reading stories about it? But no, everyone's got their phones out, videoing, laughing. This is what society has turned into now, bullying and acting like idiots and no consequences. I mean, the Yankees put out a statement an hour before the game on Sunday yesterday saying, oh, we're beefing up security. (laughs) Great. Thanks, Yankees. Great job. There should have been statements right away. Where's somebody? Randy Levine, one of these Steinbrenner people. Somebody coming forward and going.
0: Randy Levine is, please, that dickhead.
1: We're right, but, but is someone going to come out and go? This is unacceptable. Thank God for Judge and Stanton for at least going out there and trying to wave, wave this off and, yeah. and tell yeah. fans. But the
0: Yankee player, you're right. The Yankee players were all good in
1: this whole. I mean, thing. it's it's gross it. and disgusting, but we lost. Like I, everyone was just up in arms. Like I can't believe that. That, that, that they would maybe shout some, some, some slurs at Quan, and I can't believe they threw stuff at Oscar. What do you mean? <laughs> the Yankee fans in the outfield have been acting like that for years. Like this is nothing yeah. new. What's new now is people can get away with it because this is society now. People bully and act like jerks and mouth off and speak in different ways. The days of tact are, are, are unfortunately in our country have been long gone. And I'm just I was more pissed we lost. <laughs> you're right listen you're you're 100 right
0: and i mean you can see even when straw climbed when miles straw climbed the fence which by the way it was like the coolest thing ever that photo of him climbing the fence get right in that guy's face you can see the guy backs away and then the guy's got a, his phone recording it right in his face everything is about recording and but you're you're totally right and it's you're a hundred you're hundred percent right Everybody's an asshole now. Everybody has an opinion, and nobody cares. There is no tact left in society, and you know I don't want to go too deep into that. You uh, and I have discussed this many times, but you're right. But you are right in the end. Austin Hedges hit that three-two-two-out homer to give them the lead in the eighth on which which off of Chad Green, who I can't believe Aaron Boone continues to try. I don't know how many times I have seen just our team. Knock that guy around. It's been going on forever. They were X shortstop, hit that grand slam off of Chad Green five years yeah, ago. It seems, seems, like, I mean?
1: seems like 20 years ago. Yeah, right? Right? We do own um, him. We do own him. It's kind of nice he's, to he's watch. He's the
0: 2022 Troy Percival. You remember <laughs> back in the
1: 90s. Percy? Do you remember
0: how many times we destroyed Troy Percival? didn't matter what I mean, team
1: was, he was on. Oh, my no. God.
0: Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, yes. Austin Hedges hit that home run, gave him the lead. And well, here, this will cycle back around, but into a topic I want to discuss. We take a five four lead bottom of the eighth, and Tito goes to Brian Shaw. Now, it's not shouldn't surprise anybody that Tito went to Brian Shaw in that moment.
1: which I called by the way.
0: You did. you did.
1: Because you're I, like, you're like Sandlin or let's just keep De Los Santos in or whomever.
0: Ooh, De los
1: Santos looked good. Oof. I mean, we let settle. Let's settle down. I mean, I
0: like him. He was good. in
1: the he, too. He, I mean, hey, he he hit 96, 97, and he had a little moxie out there. It was a little, was, but but remember, this is a guy the Pirates uh, discarded. I think it was last year. I mean, I'm the kidding. fastball, I mean, Philadelphia. Phil, I mean, he's a little. He yeah. throws a little straight, I but mean, the other day he was good. But like you're right, he came in and got two guys out. You're like, hey, trot him back out, you know? But then I don't here even comes care Shaw. If he didn't
0: trot him back out there. I just couldn't believe that you were going to go to a guy. And listen, you and I have, have defended Brian Shaw a long time, but just look at the numbers. He's been below league average for five years. Okay, I understand Tito trusts him, but it's like enough already. I have no problem with him being on the roster and being the 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 uh, mentor for those younger relievers. But he should never be pitching in high leverage situations at this point. I mean, it, it just it shouldn't be it shouldn't be that way at, at Yankee
1: at Yankee Stadium against the top of their order.
0: <laughs> but that's exactly. And this is the year to learn about the kids. This is this is the year that Nick Sandlin has to pitch the eighth, right? And he brought him in after after the, Shaw faced three batters. First guy hit a single. Second guy hit a rocket line drive right at second base. That was a row. That was a row. Yeah, and then the third one was a deep fly ball to the wall, and then he took him out yeah. and brought in Sandlin. You might as well just start Sandlin in the eighth inning, anyways. But yeah, but but the shame of it all is, like you said, Emmanuel Clase blew the save, and we we're not even talking about the fact that they blew that game because we're just talking about the antics of the Yankee fans and what happened and. Yeah, I, I did I just, hear before the, before the game yesterday, Andre Knott said in the pregame show that Emmanuel Classe wanted to speak. He wanted to get out in front of the reporters and talk about him blowing the save, and he felt really bad about it, and they didn't ask for him. And no, no one talked to him because no one wanted to talk to anybody but Miles Straw, Mercado, and they kept Kwan from speaking because they wanted to make sure he didn't have a concussion.
1: Which he might have, by the way. I mean, they could say hamstring. String. He played yesterday. I know he did, but I'm telling you, there. You know, we love the Cleveland Guardians, but there's no their 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 PR and how they spin injuries is is low is is near the bottom of the league. So when they say he's fine, and then he pull him from the next game with a high hamstring tightness, I just I hope he's okay. But he, I mean that that effort he made to try to uh, uh, catch the ball off of IKF's bat was uh, pretty pretty impressive. I mean, he almost caught it. That would have been unreal if he would have made that play. And Classe just missed his spot. I mean, a 1-2 pitch, he's throwing 100 miles an hour. Hedges is set up outside, and he threw it right in the guy's you know hot zone there, yeah. up uh, up and in, and he just turned on it. It sucks. I mean, that's I, I told you before the weekend, look, three wins over the White Sox, awesome. Chicago's banged up, but let's take advantage of it. Just get one in the Bronx. Just get one and finish the week four and two. And then and then you hear about these guys being heard and guys have COVID. So then maybe McCarty would have to pitch. Then Quantrill ends up pitching. So it didn't it worked out okay. But man, that Saturday loss just sucks because they, they were right there. They didn't exactly hit the ball all weekend either. I mean, they scored four runs on Saturday. But I think they only had five or six hits.
0: One on Friday, two on Sunday. and yeah. two on Sunday. We're down ten nothing in the eighth inning. Yeah. So
1: And again, yeah. Todd, let's talk about yesterday for a second. I mean, Savali's not pitching well, but my gosh, this defense a pop up into short center, straw has got to come in and make that play. And if not, Jimenez has got to go get that ball. It drops. And I know they got a force out, out of it, but still, you know, the runner probably would have faked a tag. That, that that that's a big play in the game and in every single loss, not now now it's not every single, but we said this last week. Whenever this team loses, it's because of its defense. Um, and, and egregiously bad plays. And another one yesterday, which, look, Savali was already down 2 nothing, but still, um, I don't think it would have changed the outcome of yesterday's game, but that's a play that has to be made.
0: You're right. You're right. Um, we did talk about this last week, and it remains the correct answer here, which is if this team does not catch the ball, their margin for error is so small to begin with, but if they don't catch the ball, they're screwed. So it's defenses of the utmost importance. Now, I was picking up Brook, and I couldn't – I saw, like, briefly I caught a play, and I don't know if this happened but it, or, or I'm wrong or, or not, but there was, like, a line drive towards Oscar, and did he, like, wave at it, and it went by him for a double? Yeah, like, it
1: wasn't uh... the best route.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's still so, a hard hit ball. That's just another example. It was a hard hit ball, but that, that was just another example of, of the, the lack of defense. As for Stephen Kwan, I did see on the Indians' prospectus, uh, um, Indians I just said Guardians' prospectus, uh, Twitter this morning that Richie Palacios was pulled in like the sixth or seventh yesterday in Columbus. So if Kwan does end up having to go on the injured list, oh, God. maybe Richie Palacios is the guy that comes up and takes that spot. Well, yeah, really, he's been
1: playing left field in Columbus and leading off. So um, I'd love to see that. I think that'd be great as opposed to some veteran or. Um,
0: they don't know. have any forty-man spots, but they soon will, hopefully, because there are two candidates for DFA that are obvious and I believe will happen.
1: Wait, wait, Bobby Bradley's uh down ten nothing ninth inning single yesterday doesn't uh doesn't uh, tickle your fancy.
0: No it does not.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Bobby I, I said it over the weekend when
1: uh when he struck out like five hundred times?
0: Well, it was more about Friday, well, his first three at-bats, whatever day that was that he was... Uh,
1: well, first and third, one out, and he struck out. Oh, I mean, was, he c- couldn't even the the yeah, put the bat on the ball. Bad. This team put the bat on the ball. This team put the bat on the ball all week against the White Sox, forcing Chicago and their shortstop, who I don't know if he's got the yips or what he has, but Tim Anderson made about 18 errors in that series because we put the ball in play. And then this weekend, it was a K- it was a K-Fest. Cortez Cole and I know Cortez has pitched really well and Garrett Cole is you know the highest paid pitcher in the league or whatever. But I mean we we were not exactly putting the ball, bat on the ball all weekend.
0: No, we were not. It was it was other than other than you know if you think about it, I just hit that two run homer to give him get him to four in the eighth inning. So and that was a three two meatball that he deposited. Uh, no, the other guy I was talking about in terms of DFA is Logan Allen. Get that guy. Off my team, mm. like in, in all honesty, it's enough already with this guy. He's not good. He, he's never been good. He had one half of one decent spring, and he was terrible last year. The only reason he is on this roster is because he's out of option. It's and, and it's like okay, I, I, I've seen enough. It, it, and, and again, same with Bobby Bradley. And I love Bobby, the human being, but this is it. it ain't happening. This is Luis Medina. For those uh um, wow, nice calls group. Yeah, he is. Funky, Funky cold, cold Medina. Louis Medina.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah.
0: For those who don't know who that was, when Matt and I were growing up, lot of he hype. had this lot of hype, perpetual first base power bat prospect, Luis Medina. And all we heard about was he was gonna come up and be you know forty, you know, thirty home run guy. Nobody had forty back then. Thirty home run guy, and this is gonna be the guy and this is gonna be the guy. Well, Basically, Louis Medina was Andy Marte as well, and who is now Bobby Bradley. Now, Bobby Bradley was not nearly as highly touted as Andy Marte and, and, and uh, Luis Medina, but you get the, g- the, the gist of it. We've seen enough to know that we know that he's not it. So, no, no. I- I'm going to guess when this, ro- you know, when the roster has to shrink on May 1st by two guys, you still have um, Yu Chang on the IL. And who's the fourth guy who had COVID? Castro. Yeah. So there's still two more guys that have to come off of
1: Anthony, of Anthony so Castro, really, Vince Castro.
0: Yes. But really, that means that there's four roster spots that have to be taken. So four guys are going to have to go. Uh, I think Logan Allen and Bobby Bradley are two obvious choices. I don't know what they're going to do about the other two, because now that Pilkington's back down, but, uh, you know, that's uh, that's what I would do, at least.
1: Well, and Dairy Brothers Guardians cast Matt and Todd with you on a Monday, uh, April 25th, uh, Cleveland heading to Anaheim for four with the Angels this week. And then the House of Horrors this weekend, the Oakland Coliseum, where we never win. But I will say this. Um, I want to keep it semi-positive. We were called out on Twitter this week for being too negative um, last week. <laughs> The, the, we do have a good problem on our hands with a lot of these guys because it would be easy to say, oh, Ernie's not playing well, so you got to send him down, or Owen oh, Miller's just what he was last year. We, we're we starting to see some young guys step up to the point where it's pretty easy for you, Todd, to say, well, Logan Allen blows, Bobby Bradley's got to go because, like, Ernie Clement has earned time to play. Stephen Kwan has been fantastic, and is. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's the talk of baseball, uh, like executive producer uh, Jeremy once said, the Cavs were the talk of basketball. <laughs> Sorry, uh, easy shot there. How the Cavs doing, by the way? Anyway, so, uh, you know, you are. You are. Uh, I'm on real. fire right now. I'm on no right. sleep, but um, no sleep till Brooklyn. But uh, no, seriously, I-, I love what Ernie Clement brings to the table, and he's playing everywhere. We like what Kwan's doing. Owen Miller's been fantastic. You know, unfortunately, I had to go on the COVID list this week and missed a bunch of games, but... You know, got another base hit yesterday coming back and immediately was put in the lineup. So it's a nice problem to have that there's some depth. Jimenez is hitting, you know, I mean, he is. He's, when he plays, he's hitting.
0: Very good. I have, I am, have long said, well, not long said, the last few weeks, he seems like he's getting the odd man out on the playing time situation with Owens, resurgence. But really, it should be a constant rotation and like, these guys should be playing three, you know, all of them should be playing and rotating out. Jimenez deserves more at-bats, and we, we continue to say this, but it makes absolutely no sense to play Ahmed Rosario at shortstop and Andres Jimenez at second when uh, uh, Andres is by far the superior shortstop. It's not even close. But Andres has really been swinging a hot bat. He deserves more run. I'd like to see more of him. Somehow... I mean, listen, I, I, Oscar Mercado, I'll run through a wall for him after this weekend. I'm going to have no problem with him being the extra outfielder. Um, but not but, every day. I, but he seems I'm, to be I'm playing every day, and I I would prefer him as the fourth outfielder starting against lefties. And, you know, give me more Andre Jimenez. And that comes back to... Why isn't Ahmed Rosario playing the outfield
1: well, still? that's, uh, that's yes. that That was my next point, is if Quan has to sit out, if this hamstring injury or concussion or whatever he's got lingers this week, does Ahmed get another opportunity to play left field out in Anaheim this week? Because, he should. Be, because if, if Quan's not going to play, like tonight they're facing Michael Lorenzen, and we'll go through the pitching matchup, so that's a righty. But, you know, if Quan has to sit, I would put Ahmed in left field and try it out again. You know, I mean, I'm, I I'm not, I'm not thrilled a, with it, but he, he it has was bat- one game, But
0: it was one game. One game. One game, and then they dumped it. It just, it doesn't make sense. Right. And, this, and isn't I do this isn't Chicago
1: in the wind. This isn't Chicago in the wind. This isn't Kansas City opening day. This isn't in the Bronx. Yeah. This is Los California. Angeles tonight. Yeah. You know, and I know that that left field there is a little weird in the corner, but still. Uh, who hit the inside the park? Oh, Edwin Encarnacion. Remember his inside the park home run yeah. with Justin Upton misplaying that ball? In Anaheim? A few years ago.
0: I was in Anaheim in 2016 or 17 with a friend of the program, Andrew Siciliano, as well. And Kipnis was April, and he pulled his oblique, and he was out. He was terrible the rest of the season. I, I, I think it was 2017, because I think that's when he came back and played. Did he play center field in the 2017 playoffs, or am I making that Yes, up? no, he
1: did. He did, and okay. he made the okay. diving so, yeah. catch when Bauer was pitching.
0: Yes, yes, that's what it was, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, you you got to gotta give Ahmed more time in the outfield, I think. I mean, you know, you won his bat in there. I still like him behind, you know, hitting behind Del Reyes, who hit two home runs this week, both opposite way. Good to see him warm up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You know, I know we, we're, we're dwelling on the Yankee series and all that stuff, but that White Sox series was just fantastic, you know? I mean –
1: I love a sweep. You love You love a, a doubleheader sweep. I mean, you're up ten nothing after two innings of the first game, completely deflating uh, Tony Larusa, uh, who nobody likes. And, and that team was great. And the White Sox, I know they're banged up, but so what? They still have to try. They still have to play the games, and they have a lot of depth. You know, they do. They've got guy Adam Engel's a good player. So's Vaughn, and those aren't even the big name guys. So to sweep them that day on Wednesday, and then to come back and win Thursday was awesome. That's why this. That's why I just wanted one in New York this weekend. I'm have a four and two week with some momentum heading out to L.A. and you know that Angels lineup is, is tough. You know, they're, it's, gonna have a, it's gonna be uh, not easy to pitch against uh, you know Otani and Trout and all those guys this week.
0: Yes, it's, we do see Otani on Wednesday. I, I, I did see that. Um, you know, it's it's. Uh, I, I will say again. I I, I come back to. I love the way this team seems to be very tight-knit. And you really saw it on Saturday, uh, the way they all defended each other. I mean, I just – if you didn't want to run through a friggin' wall for Miles Straw and Oscar, I mean – It's great. And Justin, and Naylor, for that matter. How about Naylor, by the way? Let's talk about five straight two-hit games this week. So great leadership running out. There. I it it feels like he's a real team leader. No doubt. Him running out there. I love the hair
1: uh, I love the he, hair. I love I love the feistiness and the uh
0: intensity and he's and
1: remember, he's only yeah. twenty four. He's only twenty four. It's almost like uh Josh Naylor's play. he has played in the bigs for three years, but maybe he's hitting you know, a little peak here and, and, and he has bat again, has to be in the lineup too. So that's the thing. It's like, you know, his first best base. position is first yeah. base. So that means yeah. that, well, you can't sit Owen. So Owen plays second, but wait a minute, you can't sit Jimenez. So what do you do? But as long as Naylor is in the lineup, whether it's first base or right field uh, I'm fine with it. He's, you know, forget about easing him back in after last year, he's raking right now.
0: Absolutely. And, like I said, to the point about the rotation, it's kind of got to be where all of these guys like sit one day a week. So everybody, because I really think you have 10 starters. I'm not talking about throwing Mercado in the mix there. But I really think between, because you got to play, you know, I think Naylor's a must play. Obviously, J-Ram is a must play. Um, uh, Owen Miller, I think at this point, just you got to play it, right? Ride it out, and and Quan is a is a guy you got to play every day and Fran Reyes is a guy you got to play every day. You know, I do think that Ahmed Rosario is the one guy who's probably not long for the roster because I think he's got the best trade value and, you know, defensively you have guys that are far superior to him. So, you know, when and if they do make some sort of move, I think it's going to be with him. And then you got to remember this week we saw our first glimpse of Gabriel Arias who came up and played two games of the doubleheader made no sense to me he didn't that neither of them was in his natural position shorts one was at second and one was at third but he's knocking on the door ready too so something's gonna have to give and then like we talked about earlier richie palacios guy, guy's an outfielder he's an infielder how, how many you know did you say I, I i tweeted this out the hottest bat in columbus right now is jose for me you know yeah. a position he plays shortstop
1: i know <laughs> He's been, he's, been, he's been good. I think he leads the, all the minor leagues in hits um, at all levels for, uh, for the guards. I think that uh, there's going to be a trade at some point. And I'm with you about Ahmed Rosario. I think he, you know, if we're flummoxing around, uh, fluctuating around, I don't know why I just said flummoxing, fluctuating around 500 and a team needs a veteran bat and somebody that can run, you know, and make make things happen, Ahmed might be that guy because he just doesn't have a position. And it'd be easy to just say, oh, let's put Fraun Millen right and Ahmed DH. Uh, you can't do that every day. Um, and, and he's not a shortstop. We've got 700 shortstops. So I think eventually you're right. He could be the odd man out. If this team is de- in desperate need for a reliever and teams have one and need a bat, Ahmed could go. Plus, Ahmed is going to start costing you money in a couple of years. Big yeah, money, and, you know.
0: And he still can run. You know, he's got that great speed. So, you know, there's 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 a but lot of He's a there. defensive
1: liability, and that's a big problem on this team.
0: Well, and, you're, and you keep trotting him out at shortstop of all positions, which also is beyond infuriating to me, but that's just me.
1: All right. Last thing, uh, Savali situation. What's going? On? You know, ever since the injury, and then coming back last year in September, he gave up a ton of home runs when he came back, and now he's doing it again. He's saying he's working through some mechanical issues, but <laughs> geez, heard, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. I heard an interview with Carl Willis. I think it was. I don't remember if it was a pregame show on the radio or on television, but Carl Willis basically said, you know, he was really good in spring, and then he got sick, and he's working his way back from. From a stamina standpoint and, and all that. But, you know, this is a guy who has to hit all of his spots. He doesn't throw super hard and he's all about command. And again, yesterday he had none and it's a concern. I mean, right now he, he's, the, he's the fifth starter. I mean, in the way everyone's pitching, I mean, Cal, Cal's battling. I love Cal. You know, he's battling. Uh, McKenzie looked very good this week uh, against the White Sox. Bieber's your stud, and policex has been very good. You got to policex looked as strong as he's looked since the first uh, time he came up a few years ago, and we were very impressed by him. So uh, Savali's got to get his act together. Uh, I'm sure it's not like they're going to replace it in the rotation. This guy's got a proven track record, and he's been doing a good job, and they love him. And he, you know he'll he'll work through it, but yeah, it's definitely a concern, especially when. The, the these guys are going the the roster's going to shrink, and you're going to inevitably lose two extra pitchers so
1: i'm with, I'm with you the, I think you got to go through the first month couple of you got to get through forty games fifty games and and, and and for the pitchers, I know they're getting a lot of help. I think the ball's a little bit dead uh, the hitters won't adjust everybody's striking out all over baseball, but for him, his health is huge, and he was not healthy last year when he came back. he wanted to come back in September he probably didn't even need to do it. And he did, and he gave up a bunch of home runs, and then the same thing uh, so far this year. I mean, a lot of hard it hit balls. Bad.
0: It was too bad because if you remember last year,
1: he was ro- he, he was rolling this season, all star, awesome. all star, all star yeah, stuff. He was
0: on his way to the all star team before. I was just took the words right out of my mouth. He's on the way.
1: All right, pitching matchups real fast, and let's tell you about breaking tea and uh, and and Todd has a, a groove ride class. He's got to get to here. This is very Thank important. You. I'm uh,
0: transferring to the car while you talk.
1: All so. right so Make your move. all right gonna, let, let me tell you know about none, you. let me tell you about breaking tea uh, as we're transferring to the car here breaking Folks, there is new gear for you to get now if you're a big Guardians fan. I know you are because you're listening to this podcast. The new Jose, Jose, Jose t-shirt is sweet. You get it at breakingtcom slash dairy. Put the slash in there, then D-E-R-Y, and it takes you right to the Cleveland collection. Everybody wants Stephen Kwan stuff. They got the King Kwan t-shirt right there. It's sweet in blue, red lettering with Stephen Kwan on there and the number 38. And now a a different kind of shirt. Jose Ramirez sugar skull shirt, where he's got the dreadlocks on the side. He's it's kind of like a Halloween look with the number eleven hat. It's just a different look. So if that's what you know what you like, and the you know bro shirt of course, Amari Cooper that's Amari shirt has been made, and for Cavs fans the Cavalan shirt, which is very popular as well. BreakingT dot slash dairy d e r y for all your gear and for T-shirts, and if you want to rock stuff to the games when the team comes back home, you can do so at BreakingTea.com. All right, uh, pitching matchups for this week? By
0: the way, I got myself some awesome Breaking Tea gear with my national championship shirts just come in. So it, it is it is such a high-quality I, – I love it. I follow them on Twitter, and it's like anything that happens –
1: they have a shirt ready for you. It's yeah, oh, unbelievable yeah. for sure.
0: Great,
1: uh, no doubt about it. All right, um, pitching matchups for this week: so four games with the Angels in Los Angeles. First three at nine thirty eight. So uh, for all you night owls out there, you got to stay up late to watch uh, watch some Guardians action. Shane Bieber going tonight against Michael Lorenzen Todd, the former Cincinnati Red, who's known more for uh, hitting in the National League than pitching, but he's now a starter. Um, Tomorrow Tristan McKenzie against lefty Patrick Sandoval. Uh we've seen him before. Wednesday. Yeah, last year. Yeah, last year. Zach Please on Wednesday against Shohei Otani, of course. Um anytime Otani pitches, it's like, you know, the world stops. The guy's amazing. Um Otani leading off and Trout hitting second. <laughs> it's not easy for anybody. We talk about all oh, the top of the 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 Guardians lineup with straw and uh, and, uh, and 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 Quan oh, and, and, Ramirez. and Ramirez. I mean, this Angels lineup is pretty good with Rendon hitting behind uh, Trout and Otani. Uh, that's pretty impressive. And then Thursday afternoon, a 4:07 start time for Cal Quantrill against the young lefty Reed Detmers. Who we've heard so much about for the last few years. Like been a top prospect. I think the uh, the Guardian saw him last year as well. Uh, for, uh, the A's the. Uh, Eric, the actor's A's on Friday. Uh, rest in peace.
0: May he rest in peace. <laughs>
1: uh, they're, they're playing Tuesday and Wednesday against the Giants. They're off today and off Thursday, so they're going to have uh, some rest facing us. Savali on Friday against Adam Euler, former reliever turn starter. And, again, the A's have traded pretty much everybody. So the one guy they still have is Frankie Montas. He'll pitch Saturday afternoon, a 4.07 start. Friday's 9.40. Saturday four oh seven for Bieber and Montas, and then Sunday uh, Cole Irvin, the young lefty, against Zach. Uh, excuse me, against uh, Tristan McKenzie. So the Guardians will face three lefties this week: Sandoval on Tuesday, Detmers Thursday, and Irvin on Sunday. Again, some of this could be uh, kind of moved around because the A's have an off day Monday and an off day Friday. But that's what we have for right now. So. I mean, they never play well, Todd, in Oakland, but the A's have actually been better than people thought. I mean, they're like a game over five hundred. but everybody said they were going to be the worst team in baseball after Baltimore because of all the house cleaning, but they've played pretty well so far.
0: How many touchdowns did the A's make? Who's the
1: A's manager? Is it Mark Kotze? Now that Bob Melvin's gone, I think it is,
0: isn't it? I honestly have no idea. I think it's Mark Kotze. And I was trying to think of players that I know on the A's Sean Murphy's very good, their yeah. catcher, and that's a guy I would love on our team. Uh,
1: Tony, somebody who's the who's the Tony left? Kemp, Tony Kemp, Steven
0: Piscotty is on that team. Yeah, I know that. Oh, yeah. But they, you know, they got rid of Matt Chapman, uh, so they don't have him anymore. I, I don't know, Chris, Chris Davis, that guy's long gone. Christian,
1: right? Christian Pache is there.
0: Oh, Pache plays center field. Yeah,
1: because yeah. Lori, yeah, Loriano, who kills us, he's suspended still.
0: To see Ramon, it'll be, <laughs> the be best... interesting to see how many fans show up for, for, for that yeah. this weekend. Because you think we have attendance problems, it's even worse out in Oakland.
1: It's funny we were at Fenway on Thursday, and uh, uh, Ramon Vasquez is the first base coach of the Red Sox. I turned to my wife, and I'm, really? I'm, I'm, um, and I'm like, "I'm like legends." coaching the bases for these teams. She goes, what do you mean? I go first base coaches to see Ramon Vasquez, former, former tribe, uh, uh guy. And then the third base coach for the Blue Jays is Luis Rivera, who was, well, uh, our first base Ramon coach. Ramon
0: Vasquez is only remembered for one reason. And one reason only Eric Wedge wanted to keep him over Brandon Phillips because he didn't like Phillips's attitude. And Phillips went on to make about seven all-star games or something That's and right. play for about 15 years. And Ramon was junk. So, all right, I'm getting out of the car, so right. why don't you uh, say say your goodbyes.
1: So. All right, so this is it for the uh, Dairy Brothers Tribe cast, or Guardians cast. I knew I was going to do that. It's uh,
0: all right. Listen, it happens. You can find us. Matt uh, and Rick do it all the time. <laughs>
1: uh, 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 John Sterling did it the other day, uh, about 50 times. And, the Michael and
0: Michael K. <laughs> Both of them did it.
1: By the way, uh I watched some of the Yankee broadcast over the weekend. Carlos Beltron is brutal doing games. Like well, That's it, who that was? It's brutal. It's didn't bad. even know that was him. It's bad. Cameron Maben wasn't bad, but uh, Beltron's brutal. All right, so that'll do it for the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Thanks to our friends at the Evergreen Podcast Network waitingfornextyear.com, the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Sean, Dr. Ben, and, of course, com slash dairy. You'll be staying up all, all – uh, are we going to be texting into the wee hours this week?
0: We'll see. It's to, to be determined. You need I'm gonna to get some sleep. I'm going to do like I normally do. I'm going to do the best I can, and when I pass out, I pass out.
1: You know I'll, so be, all right, you know I'll be up. All right, and uh, I can't go to sleep. It's impossible. I can't, you can't go to bed not knowing what the, if the game they won or lost. Uh, that'll do it for us uh, here on the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Hopefully the uh, fellas can get some wins on the West Coast. We'll uh, see you again next uh, next week. Uh, out of room and out of here.